0: Welcome to the Courage 1000 Project, where each week we bring you inspiring stories from courageous individuals about the moments and experiences that have shaped their lives. I'm your host, Mellie S. the Story Collector, author, speaker, trainer, facilitator, videographer, award-winning photographer and entrepreneur. And I'm on a mission to help deep-feeling women reclaim their confidence, joy and purpose in life from a world that overwhelms their hearts, minds and souls. And this journey... It starts with courage. You see, after a lifelong struggle with my own identity, I discovered the core principle to reclaiming your life was courage. And it made me curious. Were there others like me? Were there others who had reclaimed their life through the secret of courage? What was courage for them? What did it look like? And where were their stories? And with that, the Courage 1000 Project was born. We're digging up the archives and bringing to you season one of The Courage 1000 Project. Originally a web tv show and now available across all your favorite platforms. Let's get into it. Welcome to Mellie S the Story Collector web tv where, where we share inspiring stories from courageous individuals who are sharing the moments and experiences that have shaped their lives. In today's show we have the beautiful and the gorgeous Rochelle Clayton, who is an absolute amazing woman who is turning the women's cans into cans when it comes to their physical fitness. Her story is truly an amazing one and one I believe you will get a lot from. <laughs>
1: So the reason why I want to share this story is to show women who feel that they can't that they can. That is one of my main focuses. Is I have a lot of women who feel that they can't move or they can't do certain things or or be full in life because of certain things and uh, dysfunctions or medical conditions that might stop them from living the life that they want to live. So I turn women's can'ts into cans.
0: Well, I love that. So that's my impact. Yeah. I love it. And it's definitely something you do. I've noticed that, especially with the people around you. you yeah, you have this way of going, you yeah, know, you can do that. Thank you. <laughs> yep. We just find another way. Exactly. Yeah. Now, where did all this start for you? Where did this journey begin?
1: Well, my journey began when I was 30 and I decided to go on a big health kick. Uh, before that, I lost my mum at the age of 48 to cancer. And so I really was looking at my own child and children after that, thinking that I didn't want to be ill or um, unable to you know, bring them up in life. So I decided I wanted to get fit and healthy. Now, how I went about that was probably not in the best interest of myself and my body. Uh, physically mentally and emotionally however I learnt a lot from it and so my main uh, main focus was really just trying to get my body as small as I could because that's what society says that we do is we lose weight so my quest that happen uh so I was at the start I didn't know anything about health and fitness, so I just started walking around my house pretty much. Yeah. Just walking around the house every day, making sure I was moving more, and then I started slowly looking at nutrition and how I could eat better and things like that. So I went from uh not eating well um and not exercising to really picking that up very quickly and starting to eat really well and then exercising a lot, which then spiralled into disordered eating and disordered exercise. Mm, okay. So, uh, so this one this was over a period of years. Yeah. Yes, very much so. So I'm a perfectionist at heart. And so I just wanted to be
0: the perfect mum. Yeah. So do you feel there was a lot of pressure on you to be this perfect person? Yes, I think
1: society really does dictate that you have to be this perfect mother, person, wife, carer, partner, whatever, and run a successful business or be you know, have a successful career. Uh, I think there's way too much pressure on women and men to have this perfectionism, uh, that you know that everything is perfect in life and it's just not once you strip back that you know take the perfectionism away then you really begin to dive deeper and see who you really are authentically real and raw and so after many years of that disordered uh thinking i i decided to start peeling back those layers
0: yeah and what was the trigger to start peeling back those layers and do it the right way so my body started to break down uh,
1: after the birth of my second child. I had some really bad uh, medical things that just weren't aligning with me. And I um, I had some severe women's issues that were really, uh, I thought, holding me back at the time. And I was constantly going to the doctor to get myself checked just to... Make sure that I was okay because you know coming from someone who saw what my mother went through I was really obsessed about making sure that I was fit and healthy yeah. and she was the doctor was just kept saying to me. You're fine. There's nothing wrong with you. Your heart's fine You um, you are fit you are healthy. You're just a tired young mum Underlying now that I look back I was severely anemic and at, I didn't realise at the time I had what's called adenomyosis, which is a form of endometriosis. That was then diagnosed 12 years after the birth of my daughter.
0: Wow. And how did that impact your life?
1: So I was obviously um, anemic, so which is constantly tired. My hair was falling out. I was always cold. I had no energy. And then on top of that, uh, I was exercising to the ridiculous degree and I wasn't feeding my body correctly. Yeah. So I wasn't nourishing myself enough. I was cutting color- calories and all that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah. So where, at what point did you switch that and go, okay, enough's enough. This is not helping me. I need to make some yep. healthy changes. So about
1: five years ago, um, I just, well, actually, let's go back a little bit further. So about seven years ago, I decided that I wanted to become a personal trainer and help other women get fit and healthy. Now, I was still in this disordered realm at the time and still trying to work out what was going on with my women's issues at the same time. And so I went into this at a bullet, a gate perfectionism was driving me yet again, as well as my ego. And I was determined that I was going to help all these millions of women, you know, become the fittest and the, and the best they could be. And how wrong was I <laughs> looking back?
0: Yeah. yeah. However,
1: I learned a lot. So I started to really study into all of this and really look at why we have to feel like we are perfect and why do we have to feel like, thin is the ideal, you know, body uh, body positivity started to come onto the scene a little bit, just in little pockets on the internet. And obviously the internet is a perfect place to get heaps and heaps of information. So I started looking at that and I come across some lady at the time who had really rejected the thought of FITSPO as we all know it. Yeah. And she had an eating disorder and she blogged about her experiences and her experiences were very similar to mine. So I just kept diving more and more into it. And this whole new world of a body positive fitness opened up to me. Yeah. And so I started thinking, you know what, all I see with a lot of my clients is uh, fear, hurt, anger, feeling like they're not enough. Yeah. And so I thought this has to change. Surely there's a better way if I really start opening up to these women and showing them that, you know, maybe there's a different way. Maybe we need to just be more compassionate and empathetic with ourselves Mm. uh, and just exercise because it feels good, not because we're always constantly striving for this ideal body. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was my catalyst then for change and changing the way I, I owned my business. I ran my business and also changing the way that I looked at
0: myself. Yeah. And how did that change your self-perception then?
1: So I started then, um, diving into how I could reverse my disordered thoughts Uh, I got some help with that, which was absolutely amazing. It was the best thing that I ever did. I started opening up and talking about the things that I was thinking and realising where the issues really lied. So it was like peeling off an onion layer, really, of heaps and heaps of years and years of... uh, pain, anger, anguish, childhood stuff. Uh, And then got down to who I really was and what I really wanted. Uh, And really what I wanted was just to be happy, just to be healthy and, you know, just to be in a place of balance in my life.
0: And how did you find that then?
1: So... Obviously, I started reversing all of my uh, thoughts and patterns and I had some help with how to do that. And I started slowly eating more food. I started exercising less. I started worrying less about what my body looked like. So I wasn't constantly looking in the mirror, hoping for more muscle or hoping for less fat I sort of rejected the notion of all of that. And at the same time, I was bringing my clients along on that journey as well. Yeah. It was very difficult, obviously, to do that while I was still trying to figure out my own thoughts and feelings. However, a lot of my clients were, like, so receptive about this new way of thinking and, and you know, how could we do that? So it was just step by step, hour by hour, you know, of constantly trying to reverse those, those thought patterns and it's not easy and it does take years. Yeah. And even still, you know, you have days like I'm oh, now, what, seven years later, I still have days of self-doubt, self-confidence, but now that's okay. Yeah. For me, I allow those feelings in where before I would always reject them.
0: And do you think it's owning that within yourself, which is what's helped? Absolutely. So- people
1: yes you've i've got to you've got to be able to own that within yourself and be be not scared to stand up and go i've got a different way this is the way that i think that maybe it could work and you know you're you're going to get pushed back on that which is fine that that's not a problem however i've had a lot more um a lot less pushback on that than what I would have thought I would have had and I think that's just because I'm totally in alignment with the way I feel
0: yeah and maybe that's exactly what society has wanted but no one's been brave enough to stand up and ask for it and you've just been yep. one of the very first people to say hey no this is yep. what we really want and you just happen to be in the right space to help people at the same time exactly yep so where has all this journey taken you through all of this, what's the amazing things that have happened?
1: Oh, there's been so many amazing things that have happened. So uh, I've found out so much more about myself, like deep, deeply about myself and how I react and how I act and, and how the world perceives me, which is, uh, can be quite confronting. However, it leads to growth. And so, I've grown as a person exponentially over, you know, the last many years. Yeah. But more so after over the last seven years since starting the training, being a trainer, than I think ever in my life before.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so the world has opened up. There, I, I know so many more people. I've met so many beautiful people. Uh, I feel like spiritually I'm more in alignment with myself uh, I, you know Authenticity is is my second name like I don't There's nothing hidden. I guess anymore. Yeah from me. Yeah, I'm just an open book and I you, thought I was an open book before yes but now. I really am
0: yeah so you feel like yeah. we have this perception that we are authentic we are real and then something happens and we go, Oh, hang on, maybe we're not as real as we thought we were. And then yeah. yeah. Now one of the things I love about what you do is the fact that you work mostly with women and specifically around their menstrual cycle. Yeah. Because I know yeah, one of our very exactly. first conversations that was the first thing you slipped in. I was like, Yes, I love you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So how did So that I started <laughs> So I
1: started doing some study around the menstrual cycle, just for my own uh, purposes, really my own learning purposes, to learn more about my body, uh, because with the adenomyosis, um, I wanted to really dive deeper in there and see if I could find that there was a system of energies or a system of uh, how to work out a month training-wise, really, was for me. So. I started really diving into that side of things and I noticed that there was a very clear pattern with my life in that monthly cycle of when I was most energetic, when I was most introvert, when it was the best time for me to write something out or journal something. And I just was taken aback by it and thought, wow there's got to be more to this. So I started then reading more and more into it. Uh, and I did some courses with my mentor uh, uh, through that as well and noticed that other people had been doing this in regards to training women and thought, okay, this is definitely where I'm sitting here.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and also at the same time, I started looking at the pelvic floor and the core yeah. and working with women that had dysfunction in the pelvic floor and the core. So it's all intertwined really. Yeah. And uh, so that led me to then start using this with my clients and tracking my clients uh, their, their, ma- their monthly cycle. Yeah. And then we would do our, uh, our sessions planned around that. So if you were to come to me and say, okay, um, my cycle is due next week, then I would know not to push you too hard. Uh, because, you know, you could be a little bit lower in energy uh, or, in actual fact, some some women are much higher in energy at that time. So that's why we track each individual to see what sort of cycle they come up with. It was fascinating work. I absolutely love it. And I still find out things now about it.
0: Yeah. And how does this all link with your spirituality then? Because you mentioned slightly before that it kind of, triggered some spiritual elements in you as well
1: <laughs> so when i was a, a young child my grandfather was very much into astrology and the moon and the stars and so he taught me a lot of stuff but over the years that sort of got buried uh, as you know you become you know a, 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 human, a adult and you know you have children and a life and um it's it's sort of I sort of didn't want to continue on with it as such because it wasn't, again, in the normal of society. Yeah. You know, it's looked upon as woo-woo. Yeah. So I then noticed that when within myself, when I was tracking my cycle, that there's also a moon component around my moods as well. So depending on when the moon is a new moon or a full moon, depending on when your cycle is, you can really notice a change in your emotions and your energies and your flow. Yeah. So I started tracking that. I always experiment on myself first. (laughs) So I started tracking that for myself and really went, Oh, there's definitely something in this. And so I began then putting that into play with my clients as well and really noticing a massive shift. Yeah, and they were loving it you know and still are loving it they're just like okay so what's the moon doing this week
0: (laughs) yeah I love those conversations (laughs) yeah 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 so it's really good okay so what um, so you told us how this experience has changed your life Mm -hmm. but how do you see your experiences changing other people's lives how do I see my experiences
1: changing other people's lives? Yeah. Uh, knowledge. Mm-hmm. So the more knowledge we have, I feel the better we are able to, uh, you know, f- find out more about our bodies and dive deeper. Yeah. So I'm always educating my clients on their own bodies, uh, making sure that they have that mind body connection. I talk about that a lot in my sessions is, making sure that the brain is knowing what the body is doing. Yeah. Uh, oftentimes women, when they first come to me, are very disconnected. So their mind is one thing, their body is another. So I will get them to talk, you know, their mind and body to talk to each other and, and really get them to understand what's going on with one and what's go- and how that affects the other and vice versa. Yeah. I think that is the biggest thing that I will, um, that, that I will impart onto my clients. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, the other thing as well is get, getting them to recognise if there's an issue with their cycles, uh, with the way they're feeling. You know, a lot of my clients are coming into that time where they might be starting to go into perimenopausal, but they don't identify or recognise that there could be a problem. Yeah. So we will always, I will always say, okay, maybe there's an issue here. Maybe you need to go and speak to a specialist, another health professional to find out what's going on. Yeah. Uh, So I'm very big on checking in with them every single time I see them. How are you feeling today? What are your energy levels like? How are you feeling, not just body wise, but mentally and emotionally? Yeah so it's a whole holistic package of that person in front of
0: you that's amazing and i from what i can gather you are very very different to most in your industry <laughs> how is yeah, that well you? <laughs> so i
1: do come from a place of body positivity and for people that don't understand what that means i am not a typical trainer where i will Uh, say, you know, burn off those donuts you ate or uh, berate you for having an extra cup of coffee or trying to tell you that you need to eat kale every day of the week. I am a trainer that comes from balance, looking after you as an individual and what that means for you. And then getting you to move in a way that feels good for you. So if something doesn't work, then we don't do it or we find a different way to do it. And I think that is the most difference being a body positive trainer. I come from a place of empathy and compassion and I will listen to the person in front of me and what they are telling me.
0: That's beautiful, that's beautiful. And you can see that. You just embody those elements. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Now Meli S the Story Collector Web TV is only run because of our amazing sponsors who step up each and every week to help make this show a reality. Now this week, our episode has been sponsored by Rochelle herself and she would love for you to download her PDF, How to Know Your Woman's Issue is an Issue. So if you would like to get your hands on this PDF, there'll be a link somewhere around the screen. Please download that and say thank you to our beautiful sponsor for this week's episode. And we'll see you next week, same time, same place for another inspiring story. If you are feeling stuck and overwhelmed right now and are struggling to find your courage, jump over to melies.com.au to claim your free personalized insights and discover the three things you need to know to reclaim confidence, joy and purpose in your life.